Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello there, you're watching The Pulse on the Joy News uh, channel. Coming up this afternoon on The Pulse, it's been three weeks of continuous spillage of the uh, Kosumbu Dam as residents uh, in the Volta and Greater Accra regions grapple with the effect 
of the spillage uh, of the dam. We hear from the Volta River Authority, which is scheduled to hold a press conference any moment from now. We'll bring you live pictures when that uh, press engagement starts. And don't be deceived, Johnny's anchors have not endorsed any drug. The stand warning from management uh, of uh, multimedia as they flag fake infomercials uh, circulating on social media bearing the Johnny's logo and cloning some of the anchors. We'll get you the very latest on that and later in the bulletin as well, Ghana's High Commission building uh, and also the Commissioner's residence and other properties uh, belonging to the state in London at risk of being seized and sold to defray a 140 million judgment debt. Uh, what's accounting for this and why are we at risk of losing these assets? I will tell you more about it shortly here on the polls. The ball, as always, is brought to you by Global Communities. Vigny Lua for double safe sanitation. Don't forget that we're on DSTV Channel 421. This is Joy News. We are independent, fearless, and credible. I'm Blessed Sugan. We're bringing you details of our stories, starting with the spillage of the dam right after this. And thanks for joining us this afternoon. The Defence Ministry's dismissing reports suggesting that it uh, had to withdraw its men supporting victims of the Ekozumbo Dam spillage at Mepa in the North Tong district of the Volta region. This follows reports uh, that its officers stationed uh, in the area were ordered to leave uh, and speaking on the Super Morning Show, Defence Minister Dominic Nitiwul has been reacting to that, saying, uh, contrary to the reports, the military rather has been redeployed uh, uh, to other uh, distressed communities within the same area in dire need of support. Listen. The Ghana Armed Forces are not working in isolation. The supervising body in this particular operation is the disaster management, not more. And when the incident happened, uh, you will know that there was a stimulation exercise at Mipe in, in uh, April this year to prepare for a possible spillage. And so both the armed forces, NADMO and VRU, anticipated that there would be a problem like this and had prepared for it, including doing a stimulation exercise, a live stimulation exercise at Mipe. So the people themselves knew that there was a possibility this could happen. So when it happened, the armed forces moved with NANMO and the VRA onto the ground. In fact, the first day the Honorable MP went to the place, it was both NANMO and the armed forces that actually carried him to, to the place to go and assess uh, the place. The armed forces have been working there all this while, using the 48th Engineering Regiment of the Armed Forces. When the president visited the place, I was there personally with him. I then told the Navy that from what I've seen, they should uh, deploy additional resources 
uh, not just around Sokokope where they were working and Bato and other areas where they were working, but also to Mipe as well. So the Navy declared additional resources to the place. But over the last two days, both NANMO and the armed forces working on the ground operation decided that they should redeploy part of the military to other affected areas, particularly Bato, and decided that they should redeploy part of the military to other affected areas, particularly Bato, and Nefitis. Policies, have you put in place such that they will be able to contain the marginal increase, such that once the marginal increase can we are able to contain the revenue, and that marginal increase will curtail going to source money from outside. Until we do... So just to be working there, plus the 48th engineering regiment. And so that was the decision they took. I was a bit surprised for anybody to allude that there's an order from above. No, not with the government to help her reconstruct uh, her house collapsed by the intensity of the spillage of the Akuzumbo Dam. According to her, the conditions uh, at uh, of of the uh, safe haven where she currently lives are not age friendly, as she struggles to ease herself. Carlos Caloni uh, has the rest of that story. Nafuka <laughs> I'm suffering here. I'm asking for help. The plantain trees that used to give me between 200 and 150 seeds when I harvest have all been inundated. Yet I'm here going hungry. If there's help, they should help me. When the floods came, I couldn't save any of my personal belongings. My house collapsed. Ten chickens I rely on all died in the flood water. All the relief items being shared here, including soap, rice, cooking oil, we are not benefiting. Where to sleep at night is a challenge. At my age, I just put a cloth on the floor and sleep. There are no mattresses. If the sharing of relief items is this way, it's wrong. I can't sleep. I can't ease myself because I cannot walk to and squat on the toilet. My legs ache. If I leave here, where to stay is a problem. So I'd like to appeal to the government to help me because at my age I cannot do much. I have a lot of children and grandchildren. I drama, avai flungo, avada. Ya kanu yoka tao obola mama ega moru ayi ebli. Anu makata mi na daka pomo ajal ami anu bobo daka malami yego famo. Obe kanu yego fi jidudwa ele kpekpe galami anu mi na jidudwa na na kapomo habi kpekpe la muti na no tada komi lekpe nuhaha mi lekpe nuhaha kpe vvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvvv
That is why I was into the little poultry business to support myself. But that little business has been destroyed in the floods. So I want my house rebuilt so I can live happily with my children again. that's a story from Janet Gidi. She's 85 years old. She struggles to walk. Everything she has ever worked for in this life, including her house, is gone. What she survives on, little poultry, everything is gone. She's appealing to the government to come to their age. She's just one of the many elderly people at this camp here at St. Kizito at Mepe in the Northtown district of the Volta region. Carlos Caloni, join us. Well, uh, at, uh, within the uh, Pru uh, East area in the Bono East uh, region, the displaced uh, residents are struggling to uh, feed after floodwaters swept through uh, about seven communities, uh, community members uh, who have lived in the bush for close to a month have actually lost their livelihoods. The few within uh, the community, some of them have money to spend on food, are uh, paying huge sums of amount uh, of money uh, to be transported to the market uh, in Yeji. Nanaya Ochima has been to the community and now reports. 
For close to a month, prolonged rains in the Buno East region have resulted in flooding of some communities along the Volta Lake. Among them are Fantiokra, Jaklai, Adiemra, Kokomba, Vitudeke, Accra Town, Tonka, and Brekinti. Many of these communities are predominantly fishermen and others along the fishing value chain. Due to the floods, these jobs have ceased, leading to economic hardship among the people. How this whole thing started, it hasn't been easy. It damaged a lot of things that people can't. In some properties are damaged. As we came here, you can see everything is just, our everything is gone. So just give with the government to come to our aid. They should help us with whatever he can use to help us. This place where we come here is a very difficult place for us. The children are suffering, they cannot go to school, we cannot do anything, we can't even go to the nearby town to buy anything. The river overflows and closes all the roads, nowhere to go. I trade in fish. My husband is also a fisherman. For months, we haven't been able to go to the lake. We beg before we eat. According to the Ghana Meteorological Agency, there is a high probability of enhanced winds in the southern sector of the country. Already, roads in the affected two east area are heavily flooded, making it difficult for commuting to market places for food and other essentials. I transport people by motorbike for money. Because of the flood, it has become difficult to travel the routes, a short route, as costing 50 cities on the motorbike, and she will continue in a boat. It costs 50 cities to commute to markets and back. It is too expensive. Government should intervene. Meanwhile, there is increased call for support for residents in the area who continue to sleep rough due to the situation. Resident Emmanuel Kwekubuam leads the campaign. Originally where we haven't seen any flooding, this time round, flooding is occurring. It's not like this is a, a perennial thing. Where we haven't seen flooding, this time round, flooding is occurring. That should tell you the magnitude of the issues we are talking about. And still you are yet to hear any authority. Yet nobody, not even the district office of NADMO, they tell you they don't have anything. The region doesn't equally have anything. And please, please, this is a very serious national disaster. Please, don't let us wait because health authorities are even warning us of possible uh, uh, um, water-related diseases. So please, don't let us wait till the uh, uh, unfortunate happens. For Joy News, Nanaya Ojima reporting. And in the light of increasing calls uh, for the government to consider temporarily relocating the affected residents to the Saglami housing uh, project side, information uh, minister Kujopon Kromat, a news briefing emphasized that the government's primary priority is uh, providing essential assistance to the victims. Priority number one is to ensure that our brothers and sisters who have been displaced as a result of the spillage and the floods will get some relief. 
priority number two will be to ensure that they get some assistance in getting back to their um, livelihoods and their um, communities. I think subsequent to that, if there are any further conversations, um, government will be more than uh, willing to uh, listen and engage on those conversations. But government is currently focused on the first two priorities, which is assisting our uh, colleagues who have been displaced, and then eventually when the water levels recede, assisting them to get back to their um, areas of livelihood. Okay. Like I've said, priority number one is to support people who are displaced currently. Priority number two is to get people back into their places when the water levels recede. And then subsequent to that, whatever else is outstanding can be examined. Country um, on the relief efforts um, and where some augmentation needs to take place, that will also um, take place. But then the ministerial committee is keenly monitoring uh, the relief efforts, not just downstream, but also even upstream where some floods have been occasioned as a result of the spillage we understand from the Bagri Dam, etc. Um, and so I think almost every three days you will get an update from the Interministerial Committee um, and where they need to augment the uh, relief or intervention efforts, they will do so. The Volta Riva Authority, as we understand, will be holding a news conference uh, this uh, very hour to update um, the country on the spillage of the dam. We can uh, see live pictures now of uh, what's happening uh, at the headquarters of the Volta Riva Authority. Uh, also present there are some officials uh, of the National Disaster Management Organization, NATMO, uh, who are set to address... Uh, on some of the measures that we'll be taking. As we've just heard from government, the information minister, Kujo Pongkruma, pointing out uh, what government's priority is now in terms of uh, getting, um, you know, uh, to, to ensure that everyone is safe, first of all, uh, as they are pointing out. Uh, we'll be learning from the Volta River Authority what the next uh, steps will be. Um, will the spillage continue um, as many communities uh, get submerged as a result of the exercise. And what's the level of the dam now, uh, giving uh, the weeks or days of uh, spillage as we've seen? These are matters that will be addressed. And what's the level of the dam now, uh, giving uh, the weeks or days of uh, spillage as we've seen? These are matters that will be addressed. Contact. We need to be able to ask questions. Who is handling these information we are putting out? Or we have enough, uh, you know, to cover all the um, eight plus um, districts affected um, as a result of these exercises on your screens. Now you see um, a sense of what transpired uh, already. Uh, when that press engagement starts in a few minutes, but we're taking a break now. When we get back, we'll take you to the VRA. Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, chop money emergency. Emergency, emergency. 
Catch it. I'm ready. Emergency. Now, that's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge, enjoyment. Dial star 770 hash for all your your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? Smile, smile! Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down the smiles more? <laughs> Gastron, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written approved by the FDA. Daddy? Daddy, this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. But it falls down into spoilers. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Joyful, for you people, for be joyful and clap your hands. 
Commission, in collaboration with the Ghana Insurance Association and the Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana, are hosting the International Conference on Inclusive Insurance. It's official. The 19th International Conference on Inclusive Insurance is coming to Accra, Ghana, from October 23rd to 27th, 2023. Over 400 experts from 50 countries will discuss ways of accelerating the growth and economic viability of inclusive insurance for emerging markets. Welcome to Accra, Ghana, an unforgettable experience of warmth, unique culinary delicacies, vibrantly colorful people with great strength and character. Welcome to Beguiling Ghana. And uh, we are crossing over now to the uh, headquarters of the Volta River Authority, uh, which is uh, this afternoon addressing the press on the spillage of the Ekozombo Dam. Uh, we can now cross over where uh, officials of NATMO are also joining in this uh, press briefing just to update the nation on uh, whether or not the spillage will continue as uh, floodwaters continue to devastate a number of communities uh, lying south uh, to the um, Ekozombo Dam. In your shot there... Uh, high-ranking officials uh, of the Volta River Authority, and then uh, NATMO also represented uh, there uh, in your shots. We can listen. I won't waste my time at all. We are here for one reason, and I believe that there are some few questions right after the presentations which the media would like to ask. So by way of the ground rules, like I have announced earlier, we have a microphone here, so right after the presentation, We'll take a brief remarks from Nadmo, and then the media, you can ask your questions. But please, as a matter of, uh, I don't know how to put it, but I just want to plead with, with you. There's a lot of pressure, and right after this press conference, the executives are moving into another meeting. So please, don't give us loaded questions, at least one. If you don't have a question, and you think right after, you want some clarity, we'll be very glad, because we want this section to be as brief as possible so that we can go on with other important, equally important duties. Thank you very much. So at this juncture, I want to hand over the microphone to our Deputy Chief Executive in Charge of Services, Engineer Ken Atta. Hello. 
Thank you, Lawrence. So, management and staff of Volta River Authority and our friends from the media, good afternoon to all of you. So, as has been stated already, we are here to have a press briefing on the current state. Of so, as has been stated already, we are here to have a press briefing on the current state. So to me, I don't agree with this. And then secondly, when when I bet and then I win, you take 10%, but when I lose, several communities within parts of the Volta and Shai Osudoku and Ada East in the Green is to bring relief and assistance of lives and livelihoods in those affected areas. Thirty-six thousand people who have been affected so far. The security section and others to the affected. This rather difficult situation.
biscuits, fruit juice, powdered milk, and portable. out the following activities as part of the humanitarian effort. We have provided bus, trucks, and pickup vehicles to us. VRA has also installed with ECG power has been restored to the same. to the same Kizito save heaven so as go of the water into the ocean very Continue to monitor the situation and provide the needed support. All right, thank you very much. Well, thank you.
who have been affected downstream the Akosombo Dam. Uh, so So VRE, uh, we are grateful. It's been challenging, and, and even though they disbelieved what we were saying, but the government. Some ask to uh, when the end is coming. Some ask. which I think I should put before you, uh, engineer, and your team, is the way forward. Are we going to have another water retention area uh, downstream the Akosombo Dam going into the future? Uh, Lakpon Dam is supposed to be a retention point, which maybe you're using for power generation. Are we going to have another one so that in case of this, there's going to be a collection point and then the effect wouldn't be as dire as we're experiencing today. Maybe the engineers and other people of VRE will respond to that. Not more. Uh, we are ready to continue with this support and collaboration as a disaster response agency, and not NADMO alone. We are a coordinating agency, as engineer said. Uh, we are working in partnership with all the respondent agencies, uh, the Ghana Navy, the 48 engineers, the Ghana Police, uh, Ghana Fire Service, Ambulance Service, the Ghana Health Service, and all of them. Uh, we are in there doing all we can to ensure that the people are safe. Last one. We are grateful to the individuals and NGOs and organizations that have seen the need to support our brothers and sisters that have been caught up in this situation. And the support is overwhelming. We are grateful that you are supporting. The state is doing its work. VRA is doing a lot. 20 million commitment plus other things. Uh, we will need more. If you're still there, Oliver Twist, uh, let's come and support our brothers and sisters in these nine districts that have been affected. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. AC. It's now time for Q&A. So if you raise your hand and if you are seated, you can just rise and come to where the microphone is, as we have established. So please, if you have a question. Raise your hand and then, okay, so we have daily graphic. So you can please introduce yourself, where, which media houses you're, um, house you're coming from, and then you can post your question. Thank you. 
First of all, I want to find out um, what what is the state of spirit and uh, is the water in the reservoir is it coming down and then to a level that is desirable. And then we also want to find out when is the spirit likely to end. Thank you very much. But once again, let me just remind the media, if you can keep your questions one each, please. And don't load them. Thank you. <laughs> All right. My name is Carlos Saloni from Joy News. Um, so far, Thank you very much. So we'll take the last one and then we'll... issues as it is. So what is the state leadership crisis at the Tema uh, oil refinery stalling uh, revamp efforts and so if we don't get a quick fix to the leadership crisis how is that impacting on our energy security and by extension our national security yeah so that's a very interesting question i think in ghana um, that what we haven't uh, uh, been able to appreciate is the fact that 
unemployment is clearly linked to energy, uh, I mean, to uh, uh, national security. And I think we haven't we haven't gotten that fact. Until we get the fact that ballooning unemployment is a key national security issue, then we will we'll, we'll not take issues of what issues of like what is going on as true. So how is all linked to our energy security? Who is? Uh, number one, we are heavily dependent on importation of finished products. Um, that you all know what happened uh, a couple of Expect a decline or the water level to recede. Last count, I think we spent about 9 million cities towards the procurement of food, food items and all the things that has been done so far as was in the region. But in total, VR is committed to spending an amount of 20 million cities um, towards making lives um, comfortable for the people affected by the floods. Thank you. There was a question on whether the water will settle. Right. So the next question is on dredging. Yes. So VRA has been carrying out dredging operations at the estuary over the past years, and we've had. I mean, our dredger is now aged. So there was a strategy to contract the dredging activity to a private company. Successes and was able to select a company. However, when they came in, exception about what the operations were going to be, so there was an injunction placed on the dredging activities, which went to court and then later um, was resolved. In fact, the issue was to be taken out of court and then discussed amicably. Yes, um, if the dredging operation you know, were to be Continuous. Definitely, it would also aid in draining the uh, the water downstream into the ocean. But mind you, um, this this particular incident coincided with high tides, and any time there is high tide, the river flowing into the ocean or the sea is also impeded. So yes, I will say that of course there was some you know, net effect. If the, the pathways were fully dredged, then at low tides, you could have a lot of water going into the sea. But that is not to say that the, the amount of flood or the inflows into the lake, and for that matter, how much we had to spill, if you considered that, um, I think the dredging would have also helped, but in these circumstances, would have still seen, you know, this magnitude of flood that is associated with this year's dam spillage. The issue of relocation of the flood victims, I think this is a bigger discussion that uh, must be taken on national uh, level.
discussions in higher forums to see the way forward. Thank you. Okay, so thank you very much. Before we move to the next round of questions, um, Chief, we have some few slides just by way of evidence as to some of the things that you have touched on. And if um, the media house, for those of you who want the pictures, we can share with you and the videos just by way of evidence. These are some of the humanitarian efforts that we have put in place. These are pictures that have been taken from various communities in the six affected districts. So we'll just do it quick and then we'll, do the, we'll take the second round. So if you want the pictures, you want the videos just as part of your story, we are more than willing to share them with you because we believe that the public needs to know what efforts we are also putting in to ensure that the people's lives are protected. Thank you. So, we don't. Okay. For those of you who know VRA staff, you realize that quite almost all the top man management, day in, day out, they are in the communities out there. And I was so happy to hear that. Um, there are people who are living with, with them even at the same heavens. Some are, of, of course, some are also living in some, some hotels around. And every day when they woke up, that is what they actually do. So thank you very much. And we'll move to the next round of questions. Thank you. Thank you. So, GTV. My name is Dominic Monji, I work in GDC. Uh, there have been complaints upstream where the water is for your state. They are also complaining that they have issues. And I've realized that concentration is downstream. What is happening regarding those upstream? Also, thank you. Uh, government has set up the inter-ministerial committee. What has been the engagement so far with the authority relating to what we are experiencing? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm Rastodon for the Daily State Management. I would like to find out so far the number of medical relief items that have been supplied to the affected communities. Thank you. Any other? Any other question from the media? Joy wants to come again. So this will be our final question and then I'm sure.
this VRE that has caused the floods. Dated if we operate at full supply level. Uh, sending some relief items to the north as Assessing the situation with the flooding upstream. Earlier on, someone asked the question about. this emergency, how things will be put in numbers here but there's a whole list there should be some level of bank of ghana finance and of government expenditure the central bank is a bank of government, and so they did right by supporting their customer, which is the government, by billing them out. So they did, they did the right thing. Honestly, I think the Bank of Ghana did the right thing, except that, you know, the, the mess was so huge, was so big that after helping their customer, who is the government, they also ended up with a loss. And that is why everybody is talking about it. If they had not ended up with a loss, mm. I'm sure we will not be mm. so much interested. But, 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 
publishing uh, within the entire communities. Thank you very much. break, which is an unimaginable uh, We took all the necessary steps to make sure that any casualties. Of course, some of the properties Dating uh, us on uh, the next steps. Uh negatively uh, within the Mepa areas and other parts of first. Uh, to mimic the voices of some of our presenters, including myself. There's uh, deep fake videos. Attention to the...
like a common cold. There is a real epidemic of cardiovascular disease. Like a common cold. There is a real epidemic of cardiovascular disease. We do not get the, the value that we require from the, uh, the process. And we should also understand that this is the money that belongs to all of us. And therefore, we should be interested. The lecture was to delve into challenges confronting businesses and state agencies in relation to the Ghana electronic procurement system. Now, Ghana's fintech industry has witnessed significant growth leading to new opportunities for businesses and individuals, as well as challenges for regulators seeking to maintain a balance between innovation, consumer protection, and financial sector goals. Blood pressure clears arteries of blood. Since morning on all of our uh, multimedia platforms that you need to be wary of. all of these uh, videos that we've seen online. And Fred, uh, how did we... Especially right. uh, the creators of this advertising the... video and possibly help us in reporting uh, some if not on joining says Facebook handle or other social media handle lips have been altered uh, altered such that it is and so once that is done uh, you need to be extra careful what
Food and Drugs Authority and the police if you are unsure about that. But some of For you. These are very uh, disturbing uh, developments. I mean, to get the persons, the syndicates behind this. Uh, But also, uh, this engagement is part of the efforts we're putting in. Uh, they've just issued an alert uh, about the uh, services located mm-hmm. at Riz Junction, Medina. I, I, I in this statement by the FDA, but blessed, I need to uh, let you know that... Oh. See any of the videos, the fake informations, just uh, of course do your bit. Okay, now let's talk about the Premier University back in 1948, uh, when... ...and embracing humanism. Many asking why that fight.
is adopting technology embracing humanism then you know try to write the things which went Uh, so I do not think that we have to go to zero financing of uh, uh, government activities by the central bank. Uh, but the issue has to do with whether we show fidelity to our own laws. Uh, we have been violating the provisions, and that is why the problem is. And uh, in the in the current instance that we're talking about, uh, the violation is just so alarming and mind-boggling uh, to uh, uh, to accept. And, and, and again, uh, if we are not able to uh, uh, show fidelity to our own provisions of the law, uh, that will allow uh, uh, inroad into central bank activities unnecessarily, and that uh, will be undermining the independence of the, uh, the central bank. I mean, I think this call is coming because of uh, people are pushing it because of what we've seen happen last year, where the Bank of Ghana posted a record loss of uh, almost 61 billion Ghana cities. Um, earlier, we heard from former finance minister Tekbe, who questioned the ability of the central bank to conduct effective banking supervision because of this. Uh, but we've also heard from the IMF, which, which has also downplayed some of these concerns, saying that uh, what we saw happen last year would not affect the central bank's ability to carry out its policy mandate. You agree? I, I, do, I do not agree because. Every policy mandate has a, a, an outcome. So Central Bank has been able to carry out its uh, mandate over the period. So let's take from 2022 December up to today. Uh, exchange rate was uh, CCDs. At much more uh, impactful. Yeah, I see. So it's yeah. I'm going to diamonds as the uh, um, and, and the others. The, the university is primarily set up as a place of
of who has been in office over the years. The university has tried uh, to maintain its role, its expected role within the society. Where my responsibility is to continue to lead the university in this regard, uh, to have uh, more impactful research, uh, to have technology-driven processes. We are in the 21st yes. century. I mean, there's absolutely nothing that you can do now that you will be efficient and effective if you don't use technology to enhance all of your uh, processes, right? I mean, there is the, the need for, for us. The university has built a vibrant community over the years. It's alumni, it's students, it's everybody is interested in the University of Ghana, whether they've been locally means everybody in, in, in the country. So it is multi and staff, right? So my responsibility is to create an environment which allows these talents to flourish. We are a complex community, almost 75,000 students uh, about 6,500 uh, staff and, and faculty. As one person, you simply cannot do everything. So what you do is to create the environment for all of these amazing talents to flourish. Uh, and you're adding flavor to the story because you have a unique one as well. Uh, you're the first female vice-chancellor of the University of Ghana and I'm so happy to be talking to you at a time when you've done that not just for a year but you're going into the second year of yeah. that journey. How has it been for you? Um, uh, a challenge as well. Uh, the opportunity being the fact that you're uh, shattering the ceilings and opening the door for many more young women and girls to aspire to greater heights but also the challenges because of the system high levels of patriarchy that, that, of course, many of you in leadership will complain about. So let's weigh the two. Let's start off with the opportunities. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're you right. right. This, this, I'm just ending the second year of my tenure as a vice chancellor. It's been an interesting journey. Never a moment when you are dealing with the University of of the university, right. all three of them women with a female wasn't easy at all. work together we need to rally behind here and it's also
then ask them for input. Then ask them for input. Plus report also uh, on our website, Ghana pursues double taxation bilateral investment treaties with Trinidad and Tobago. So you can head there, myjoinline.com forward slash business for uh, the latest stories to read over the weekend. My name is Daryl Kwao. Thanks for watching. We'll be back same time next week. My vision is real technology and technologically adept, and it doesn't matter what discipline you. now and what you can do afterwards whether you are looking studying now and what you can do afterwards whether you are looking Well, first up, there are growing calls for finance ministers to be severely sanctioned any time they breach the fiscal responsibility law to serve as deterrent. Banking consultant Dr. Richmond Etienne is of the view that such punishment will protect the public purse and enforce financial discipline on managers of the country's fiscal policies. The Bank of Ghana recently announced that it is crucial to write off some of government's debt to help in the economic recovery process under an IMF program. Speaking to Joy Business, Dr. Tuyani emphasized that such action will spare the Bank of Ghana from unnecessarily stepping in to help the government when it borrows recklessly. It, 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 uh, there is a problem that cut your coat according to your cloth. If you knew this is the revenue you generate, you don't promise heaven and earth everything you want to do within a period of time. And again, the, the, the expenditure side... If you look at all that we are saying, all the time is falling on the, the, the public. Nobody looks at the other side of it, that we carry such a load, the numbers of ministers and what have you and what... But it seems that we want to take the softer spot, get people to suffer, and let us do, do it this way. But if you, do, if you don't do that, now Bank of Ghana, the mother of the banks, are being called to do. So for me, there were options since 2019. I think we haven't met... The physical responsibility of 5%. It goes 11.9, 14 point something. All the time we are spending more 
than we can we can generate. Meantime, the Bank of Ghana has assured that it is not bankrupt but financially sound to carry out its mandate. There's a, more from a statement issued by the bank following reports that it is now insolvent after the almost 61 billion CD loss posted last year. The statement maintained that central banks around the world, just like the Bank of Ghana, are not commercial banks. Therefore, the current laws has very little impact on its operations. The Bank of Ghana is therefore assuring the public that it remains committed to the high standards of prudent management and transparent accounting and audit practices. On the almost 61 billion Ghana cities laws for last year, it argued that the situation came about as a result of the central bank been forced to step in to absorb almost half of Ghana's total debt stock. This singular act, according to the Bank of Ghana, led to significant impairment losses, bringing the total impairments of government holdings to 48.4 billion Ghana cities. In our later development, the Bank of Ghana has also been responding to concerns raised by the minority group in Parliament on its operations. First, the significant jump in the vehicle maintenance cost. Here, the Bank of Ghana says it covered all its fleet of vehicles around the country and not just the headquarters, as well as related costs when it comes to insurance and fuel expenses. On the issue of waiver and write-offs without recourse to Parliament, the Central Bank insists all the necessary approvals were sought from Parliament through the 2023 budget, which was collectively approved by the House. Well, on Zoom with us, Senior Finance Lecturer at the University of Ghana uh, Business School, Dr. Benjamin Amal, good afternoon to you. So the Bank of Ghana, uh, in that statement, indicated it had to step into right of government's debt to help in the economic recovery process under an IMF program. It highlighted challenges on the fiscal side contributing to the losses incurred uh, in 2022. Is that enough justification? Thank you very much. To a large extent, that is the mandate of the central bank as per the constitution, 1902 constitution, chapter 13, article 183, basically says what the central bank must do and how the central bank can support the economy. But as to how much and under what condition the central bank gave out this money, the annual report specifies that they're talking about government of Ghana bond, cocoa board bonds, ESLA, and Dachi bonds are some of the instruments that the Bank of Ghana exposed itself to indirectly by financing money or personal money to the Ministry of Finance for budget support. So, you know, it depends on how we want to look at this particular decision by the central bank. These funds, as we talk about now, they didn't go out to the central bank last year, 2022. These are funds that over time, the central bank has passed on to the Ministry of Finance through the purchase of these instruments. And it is the case that when the Ministry of Finance said that it could no longer meet its debt servicing obligation under the Domestic Debt Exchange Program, then the exposure that the central bank assumed crystallized. Hence, there was a need for a central bank to impair this asset as per the International Financial Reporting Standard to report the huge losses 
that we are seeing. But we need to also understand something. You see, when it comes to the central bank, <laughs> so, I mean, you, you, you may or may not know. We are in the process of, of, of commissioning. already working but we haven't uh, properly outdoor reviewing and updating the history that has been uh, And this is not just centered on perhaps what the president has said, but you know, th there are. had a conscious effort, especially since the initial. conscious effort, especially since the initial governor to resign is the basis for that call uh, seeing the dilemma the central bank was in in 20 properly you know doc a complex university there are so many things that go on and
very soon you will see that project materialized. establishment of the university has properly been attributed to the establishment of the university and we have a whole the nation it represents the nation and this because the Commonwealth Hall historically has been to break that and to open up the community um, for or perhaps have you considered reversing the decision to make the Commonwealth Hall and next hall. Okay, so well, I I, I need to correct some uh, incorrect impressions which are out there, but I also have to be careful when I talk about this because you may know that the uh, incorrect impressions which are out there, but I also have to be careful when I talk about this because you may know that the yes, in this particular decision, the minister did or did not act the way he or she was expected, giving all the information available, all the things available. I don't think there's anything wrong for us to apply the laws as is the law space. We should be able to be bold enough. To so I need to be careful what I say about it. But, you know, that's why it is important for us to appraise ourselves of the history of our university, you know, or had the intention to turn the hall into the mixed hall. Nothing like that has ever come up in all the discussions, in all the committee discussions and the eventual council decision. What the, 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 the policy that we put out there, which we are implementing, is for us to reserve the traditional halls for our first year students. And that's 
that happens right here in this country in other institutions you go to KNUSD you go to UCC that's exactly what happens we are rather late coming to this late in the day and that's what happens all over the world you give priority to your most vulnerable students and your most vulnerable students are those who are coming into the institution for the very first time with regard to Commonwealth Hall and uh, parts of Mensa Saba Hall uh, we implemented uh, the for the other halls it's a gradual implementation but for these uh, two halls we implemented the policy fully immediately also because of the disturbances that were going on at the time between the students of these two halls so I needed to uh, yes I needed to clear of the university has properly been attributed to the establishment of the university. And we have a whole... the nation. It represents the nation and this because the Commonwealth Hall historically has been to break that and to open up the community um, for or perhaps have you considered reversing the decision to make the Commonwealth Hall and next door. Okay, so well, I, I, I need to correct some uh, incorrect impressions which are out there, but I also have to be careful when I talk about this because you may know that the uh, incorrect impressions which are out there, but I also have to be careful when I talk about this because you may know that the. Yes, in this particular decision, the minister did or did not act the way he or she was expected, given all the information available, all the things available. I don't think there's anything wrong for us to apply the laws as is, the laws is. We should be able to be bold enough. To so I need to be careful what I say about it. But 
you know that's why it is important for us to appraise ourselves of the history of our university or, or had the intention to turn the hall into the mixed hall nothing like that has ever come up in all the discussions in all the committee discussions and the eventual council decision what the the the, the, the policy that we put out there which we are implementing is for us to reserve the traditional halls for our first year students and that's that happens right here in this country in other institutions you go to KNUSD you go to UCC that's exactly what happens we are rather late coming to this late in the day and that's what happens all over the world you give priority to your most vulnerable students and your most vulnerable students are those who are coming into the institution for the very first time with regard to Commonwealth Hall and uh, parts of Mensa Saba Hall uh, we implemented uh, the for the other halls it's a gradual implementation but for these uh, two halls we implemented the policy fully immediately also because of the disturbances that were going on at the time between the students of these two halls so I needed to uh, yes, yes. yes I needed to clear the air on that yeah. uh, so you still go ahead Oh, the policy is, is, is being implemented, yeah. Which means, technically? Oh, which means that uh, these halls and all of the traditional halls are reserved for our first-year students and graduate students. So you come into the hall, uh, first year, level 100. After level 100, uh, you would have to leave the hall and make room for the new set of uh, fresh students who are coming in. So you leave the hall and find accommodation in the other uh, halls and hostels on campus, the UGL halls and other private uh, hostels on and around campus. What do you feel this sense of entitlement, if we may have to describe it that way, is coming from or stemming from? Is it um, a matter of ego, prestige? And feel free to watch a playback of that um, interview with uh, the Vice Chancellor of the University of Ghana on all of our social media platforms and also at myjoyonline.com. But that's all we have for you uh, here in the package uh, on the polls on the Join News channel. I am blessed to come see you again next. It's Let's Talk Showbiz. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. your calendar for our annual alumni homecoming and the grand celebration of UBSA's 58th anniversary as we gather under the theme the global impact of professionals in business in are as follows Friday 27th October 2023 ignite the night with a bonfire and drama performances with old school dressing variety of entertainment at 7pm Saturday 28th October get your adrenaline pumping with alumni fun games current students will contribute to a noble cause with blood donations 
starting at 7 a.m. Tuesday, 31st October, mentorship sessions at 2 p.m. All activities will take place right on the UPSA campus where it all began. For more information, visit our website at www.upsaglobalalumni.com or contact the UPSA Alumni Office on 0243-288-579 or Room 19 Central Administration. UPSA Scholarship with Professionalism. From 39 million cities, the government estimated that they're going to raise about 165 million Ghana cities, which is like a triple jump of the amount that the district assemblies are doing. So mm. I think that the district assemblies have not been doing well in the past. The best is for us to get the GRA, collaborate, and engage. this go ahead what should be the the target for the third party engaged and what should the local assemblies uh, get from the tax collected the problem that we had that the GRA is taking about 30 percent of the amount that they collect for the decision <laughs> here on the Joy News channel and here we actually discuss everything entertainment and talking about entertainment I have the likes of Adam in the news I have Pusiotin in there and also did you watch the Trace Awards this weekend I have some updates with you our own comedian was on stage and oh boy was simply amazing and then musician Ashanti how well do you know her well we all know her in Hollywood but there's something you definitely need to know about her. My name is Doreen Avio and the show is Let's Talk Showbiz. If you're just joining me, this is Let's Talk Showbiz and we're starting with Rafa Edem. Oh, I think Rafa Edem will not be the first, probably not the last to actually say some of these things and it has to do with Gamro. No, I think Rafa Edem will not be the first, probably not the last to actually say some of these things and it has to do with the public and for that matter the corporate world endorses what we are doing as we take pride in the successes achieved by our awards i wish to say confidently 
that the CICM is very proud of the various landmark achievements which have contributed immensely towards improvements in organizational performances. Being heedful of the achievements, the Institute has resolved to keep the stakes as high, as relevant as possible, so that the standards by which we assess financial institutions and individual performances are not compromised. We are committed to keeping the awards processes simple, transparent, as well as being fair. It is this level of commitment that has guided us as a responsive institution to constantly introduce new and progressive ideas, all aimed at adding value to our processes, as well as new award categories. Some financial experts are calling on the Education Ministry to include financial literacy as a core subject in Ghana's educational curriculum. They believe limited information on investments and other financial subjects are contributing to the over 40% of Ghanaian youth uh, who have resorted to gambling, particularly sports betting. Programs coordinator for the Ghana Youth Investment Program says the easy access to gambling information whips up the association. Some of them have called on leaders to help them find a way to manage it. It's not working. I mean, music recently elections, one way is cut. No, it's not happening. Now we have a new president. This is the following year. Yes. I think if it's run as a business um, that requires people living up to requirements and meeting KPIs, they will be able to pro maybe deliver. Right, so that was rapper Edem. Do you agree with him? Do you not agree with him? Now it's entirely up to the musicians to decide whether they agree with him and whether they are going to stand up for this whole thing about musica and gamma and how they can make their money off those institutions. Now away from that, <laughs> there's been a conversation that has been going on on social media for some time now and it has to do with secular artists writing songs for gospel musicians and now I'm going to give you a case study. Now this case study obviously is coming from Kwame Eugene who wrote a beautiful gospel song for Joy's Blessing. It's not new, it's not that we've not heard it before, Kobuna Kobuna has done it, other musicians have done it but as to why this is a problem, I don't know, but that conversation has been going on for some time now. And Kwesi Oteng, who is also a gospel musician, was on Showbiz A to Z on Joy FM, and he believes that, I mean, before you write a song for, like, a gospel musician, you have to, have to be spiritual, you should know God, you should believe in God, so that when you are writing, you see, you can flow like that. Do you agree with him? Let's listen to Kwesi Oteng on that. I came into gospel music from a space that was not popular mm. all right contemporary gospel music was was underground music mm. it was annual concerts at national theater conference center i emerged as a face of um a generation mm. you're on billboards too good. Uh, yeah mm. good Mm. It wasn't just music that did it for me. Mm. It was videos and conversation. Mm. I came to deal with mental strongholds that mm. was holding that community back. Mm. And so I became an enemy. To who? Of the industry. That's it, I think. Which I people in the industry? Albums, no, that's it, I think. Well, ask yourself, when was the last time I was nominated for any major award? This in is Ghana? an interesting why? conversation. Why? Tell me why. I don't care. No, that's I don't really care, though. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I came into gospel music from a space that was not popular. Mm. All right, contemporary gospel music was was underground music. 
it was annual concerts at National Theatre Conference Center. I emerged as a face of um, a generation. Mm. You're on billboards too. Good. Good. Yeah. Mm. Good. Mm. It wasn't just music that did it for me. Mm. It was videos and conversation. Mm. I came to deal with mental strongholds that mm. was holding that community back. Mm. And so I became an enemy. To who? Of the industry. That's it, I think. Which I released albums. Industry? No, that's it, I think. Well, ask yourself, when was the last time I was nominated for any major award? This in is Ghana? an interesting Why? Tell me why. I don't care. No, that's I don't really care, though. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I don't really care. Really care. <laughs> you see? Yes. Right, so that was Kwesi Oting, and well, some are still of the opinion that there's nothing wrong if a secular artist writes a song for a gospel musician. Whichever one comes, once the lyrics are good, once it's, it's talking about God, once there's God in there, some of us will listen to it and will try and put ourselves in it. Now, let's move away from that and go straight to Rwanda where the Trace Awards was held with a number of musicians in attendance. Our own Black Sharif was there, but most importantly, Camido was on stage and man did his magic on there. It's got everyone, everyone talking about it. And you know, for all those who won awards on the night, congratulations to them. Davido Remal Yebiala Day, who also, I mean, congratulated um, our own incredible Ziggy, who actually, you know, did a choreography for her. And well, it was simply amazing. So we're just bringing you bits and pieces of everything that happened in Rwanda. We we're not there, but we also saw it. So watch it here on Let's Talk Show. The nominees for this piece after the artist of 